The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zaprin. Good morning and good morning to Rob Golfie and everyone at the Golfie team and everyone here listening to 900 CHML. If you want to get your home sold in what is uh, soon to be an ever-changing market once again, it has uh, been interesting over the last number of weeks and months and uh, more change is on the way. I guess if there's one constant in real estate, especially over the last 12, 14, 28 months, it's that uh, there's a lot of change. But if you want a plan that works for you, a full marketing team that has worked for for thousands of people over the last number of years. You got to call the number one Remax team in Canada. That is the Golfy team. 905 575 7700 is the phone number. Again, 905 575 7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. And uh, have a look at their social media accounts TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, X. They're all over with some great content each and every day. We have some pretty good topics to get to before we get to some of the hot topics of the day. How is the first uh, few weeks or few days of January looking? It's, you know what, it's looking exactly almost like uh, it did last year. So last year in the first 10 days, um, there was 81 homes sold in the Hamilton surrounding areas. And um, this year, um, in, in, so in average days on market, uh, now these are homes that are carrying over and they're starting to sell. But it shows the average days on market for the homes that are selling are 54 days. Last year, it was 39 days. So it's mm-hmm. a little, a little, a little longer, uh, but it's, it's because we had a tough uh, fourth quarter uh, um, and part of the a third quarter, a really tough one. And, and uh, like the market almost went dormant in uh, uh, last year in the, in, the, in, the, in the fourth quarter. It just like it was perfect for buyers, not good for sellers last year. So now they're starting to sell. A lot of price reductions are being done. And you're going to see a lot of those homes that were kind of sitting around at 200 days on the market, 150 days on the market. They're going to start coming back up or getting price reductions done. Um, and there's still time to actually pick up some good deals out there if you're, if you're a buyer. But that will change. And that's going to change like a blink. And, and people uh, should be aware of that because they, they, they're going to change the interest rates this year. And, and then you're going to find that everybody's going to be jump, jumping off the fence and actually start uh, looking and, and putting offers in. Now, um, you can actually buy something now and close on it in three, four months and, and then and probably catch the wave where they probably start doing the uh, interest price reductions. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they do that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's looking the same. So my, my theory is we're probably going to have – uh, the same first quarter of this year versus last year. Last year, the first the first six months were pretty good in the first half of the year, but the second half of the year was terrible. It was it was it was not not as good. I think we'll 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 have a good first half, but also we're going to have a good second half of this year, just because things are going to start turning around and things are going to get better uh, with with the market. Uh, uh, hopefully, with the government changing uh, interest rates and everything like that. So, with this year, with, with that scenario. Would this year be more comparable to 2021 or is, is 2021 just one of those outliers that it's probably never going to happen for a long, long time? 
2021 was an anomaly. And, and to tell you the truth, um, we like, we had like record numbers in 2021 and, uh, but the average sale price in 2021, or let's say benchmark price is the same as the benchmark price in 2023. We won't see 2021 for uh, quite a few years from now. It, it'll be now, now, now we're on the bench. Now things are going to start moving, moving slowly and surely this is the market the way it is. And, and now we're, now we're just going to climb slowly every year after that, just, uh, you know, just as a normal market. Now, the thing is, um, if, uh, and with the interest rates coming down, it is going to move along. Now, every decade, every, everything is different. Like, like I, like because of COVID, not just because of COVID, but we have so many different, uh, things that are happening in, in the, in the market in the last four years than we did in, in previous decades. I mean, we never had immigration issues. We never had uh, interest rates. Like in the 90s, were like 12, 13%. In the 80s, they were like 19%, 20%. But, but we didn't have a shortage of homes anytime in the past till now. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it is a crisis. So um, we're going to find that, uh, and, and it's going to be different. Like, like you can predict a little bit, you can get a hunch of what's going to happen in the market to a certain degree. And, and I do feel la- the, the last quarter of 2023 was almost similar to the last quarter of 2022. So, um, and I do feel that the first quarter of 2024 is going to be similar to the 2023. So, Things will pick up, I, and I know that because I was looking at my numbers on the board, and I, I have the past three years in front of my uh, face all the time. It's it's on the wall right in front of my office. I look at it, and I and I gauge, I, I judge, I judge the uh, see what the market was like in in, in the different years. So now I'll be erasing uh, the 2021 numbers, and now I have 2022 and 23 up there, and then 24 will start, but. Um, I do feel that, uh, that things, things are going to, things are going to move along pretty good, pretty good this year. But now, like I said, you got good time. There's a, a time right now that you can still make some good deals before, uh, it, it changes and it's going to change fast. So is the projection that 2024 will be, uh, I guess a more traditional kind of selling market, maybe not in terms of price fluctuation, because that, that's a whole different story, but in terms of homes selling, is this going to be a more of a traditional kind of looking year? Absolutely. It'll be a more of a traditional year. Um, it's going it, to, you know, uh, the buyers work, will have a little more breathing room and it's not going to go into heavy competition, but there will be some uh, uh, multiple offers on certain properties uh, depending on how they price it. So for instance, I have one in Hamilton uh, that I'm looking at uh, uh, unloading because I'm doing major, major renovations on two uh, commercial properties. And and, and I, I listed it at 500 and, and I thought I would get it towards the end. It was the last quarter of last year. And, uh, and I, I, I didn't get much showings on it or anything. Now I did look at other properties that did sell during the time that I had mine for sale. And uh, they were, they were, they listed it at, at 450, 460, and they were getting multiple offers. So I will be putting that house up for sale probably at 450, not holding offers though. I'm not holding it, but they did get multiple offers and I'm hoping that the same thing will happen. The house is definitely worth 475 and uh, it, it is worth 475. I, I don't feel, I don't doubt I'll get that, but 
I, I was reaching for the uh, for the stars when I was uh, listing it at five five hundred uh, last year, especially when the market was dormant. So I'm I'm waiting. I'm not. I was going to put it on the market this week, uh, but I'm I'm going to wait till next week to do it, and then uh, and hopefully uh, you know it, it turns out pretty good. All indications are that interest rates are going to be cut by the Bank of Canada, and maybe as early as April, which I think from a consumer standpoint is good news, right? We, we'd like to spend our money. We don't like to spend it on debt or debt repayment or, or debt management. And so if interest rates come down, that means in, in large part mortgage rates are going to come down. Will we stay in a balanced market or, you know, come the spring or maybe more importantly, the summer and the fall when those rates are a little bit lower, will we have a buyer's or a seller's market or do you expect balance throughout 2024? I, I think that because there's so many people sitting on the fence waiting, I think you're going to see a bit of a rush of buyers coming into the market. Now, the one thing is if you're closing on a deal and you got a mortgage, uh, me personally, now you got to talk to a, a mortgage broker and, and, and see what they say, but I would just go on a, on a variable rate, which is, which is pretty high. I mean, variable, like, like I have one of my properties, um, that, uh, the mortgage on it is a thousand dollars. Now the, 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 because the, the renewal is coming up and it's going to be 1300, there's a 300, there's a $300 difference on the mortgage on this property. And so I going to do the variable. And then when the interest rates do come down, I'm going to lock in. So if you're buying a house and you're closing on it, do, don't lock in a five-year rate right now. I wouldn't do that. I would just try to pay the, pay the a little bit of the higher rate. If your, if your bank will allow you to, because, because of the fact of what your income is going to be pay the higher rate. And then in six months, there's a high probability that you can probably save $200 a month off your mortgage. So that's, I would do that. Like don't, don't lock in on a five-year rate right now, like one year open or whatever, but do not lock in. In my opinion, this is my opinion. Some people may argue against me, but I think most people agree, especially mortgage brokers do not lock in for a long time. Uh, also, TD Economics is calling 2024 the year of the cut here in this country. Right now, we're at a 22-year high of 5%, as we all know. And the expectation, as I said earlier, is that the Bank of Canada will cut its key lending rate, and maybe a few times in 2024. And there are some projections it could be as low as 3.5% by the end of the year. Do you expect the end of this year, then, to be much busier than the start of this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this is going to be a good year uh, for real estate. Um, I, I do think the, the market will uh, increase in, 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 in benchmark price, uh, not heavily, but it will. Um, but I do feel that with the interest rates coming down at three, uh, at three and a half, that was fantastic. Like I said, uh, don't lock in. And, uh, but it will, it will be a, a good second half year for sure. Uh, and I, I'm betting on that. So if you're a seller, or at least you're thinking about selling right now, the fall might be a pretty good time to do it. You know, it, it is a pretty good time to do it because you're going to see a lot of buyers coming in, but you're going to see that happening in a very short period coming up like February, March. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, and, and I, I was on a, a podcast uh, with a mortgage broker and a, and a broker that owns several uh, Remax uh, offices, Conrad, you know, Conrad Zarini. Yes. And uh, we were all doing our predictions. And I said, we're going to have three, uh, 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 rate cuts at a quarter point each one. Hmm. Conrad predicted three uh, uh, half point 
rate cuts. Wow. And then the mortgage broker is like, you know, you guys are both right. It's hard to gauge, but, uh, it, it, but there will be probably, uh, I, I'd say at least a half a point to a point that will come down this year for sure. But what, when are they going to start? We don't know. Hmm. Interesting stuff. When we come back, we're going to talk about well, a bunch of other things, including the price tag on some parking spots in Toronto. Is that price tag worth it? We'll discuss that coming up here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative. Remax is Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. Call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfy team at 905-575-7700 and get the power of the Golfy team working for you. 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfy.com is the website. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. And check them out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, X. They're all over social media. And for an instant home estimate, you're kind of sitting at home wondering, hmm, I wonder how much our home could sell for. Go online to golfyhomevalue.com. That's golfyhomevalue.com, and you'll get a pretty good idea of that. Have there been a lot or some or maybe none at all about uh, people, home buyers walking away from their deposits? Because as we know, especially from a pre-sale or new home construction uh, lens, you know, it could have been years ago that they made their deposits. And now those, the, the price of those units or those homes are much higher because of, well, where interest rates are. Rob, are you noticing or are you hearing some potential buyers saying, you know what, I, I got to walk away? You know what? I don't think it, it is probably happening, but not as big as it is in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I do feel that in, in the uh, Hamilton Halton Niagara market, uh, uh, it's a little more affordable um, that the people aren't walking away as much. They're trying to sell. They're, they know they got a possession happening and they're like, well, I don't know if I can close on this deal because the interest rates the way they are and, and the banks sometimes aren't, aren't um, giving them the mortgage because the value is, is not even near what they, what they paid for it. So there's a lot of that happening, but I don't feel it, it's as bad as it is in Toronto that people are walking away from their, uh, from, from their down payments. Like, like sometimes people locked in at, at $1.5 million and put $200,000 down and maybe the, the, the property is only worth 1.1 million. So they're looking at it and say, well, you know what, if I take possession, I'm losing money. So I might as well just lose the 200 grand if they can afford to it, you know what I mean? But it, 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 it's, I, I don't know the Toronto market, how, if they're a lot of them, I know the one agent on the, on the, on the article was saying that uh, he's seen it's happening quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I, we, I don't see it heavily here in, uh, in uh, Hamilton or, or Niagara. Because it is happening in, you know, places like Toronto, and I'm sure that, you know, it's not alone in this regard. Is there any chatter from a government standpoint to maybe tweak the rules a little bit when it comes to deposits or is that a no-go zone? Well, you know, I, I, I get it because um, like there, there's one case here, this guy, 
Um, he, he was an immigrant, saved his money. He's been here since 2016, had 81,000 or something like that dollars to put as a down payment. And basically he was supposed to get money from his father. Uh, they were going to, uh, sell the property or mortgage the property in India to help him, uh, get the mortgage, uh, with his, with this house in, in Toronto or, or wherever it is. And the, the, the builder, the developer, uh, is not giving him an extension mm-hmm. and, and it's not really helping him out. Like he's basically taking the property back. He's not even allowing him to assign it because he's got somebody that wants to buy it to, to salvage it. I feel sorry for this guy because this guy saved, like worked probably so hard saving for the 81,000. Now the developer is going to take it and he's going to resell that house. And, uh, and, and this guy's left to, to be, you know, hung. And he's actually thinking of going back to India and saying, you know what, like, I, like I, I worked, so hard in this country trying to get this. And then I had it all taken away from me. Um, I do feel that, that that is happening and developers, uh, they're not allowing people to assign just because of the fact they're in competition in their own, uh, condo building of selling other ones that they haven't sold yet. So they say, well, there's no way we want, we want to take a buyer away from us. So either they, you know, they have to repossess or whatever, but, yeah, a lot, a lot of things like I think more so in the bigger cities than they are in the uh, in the Hamilton and Niagara and even Burlington. Burlington is pretty expensive, but I don't hear it as much there. This could, and I'm just guessing here, spitballing here. This could maybe lead to some changes from uh, the developer standpoint, right? These developers are building these new builds, whether it's condos or whatever the case is. And they're seeing in, in cases like this in Toronto and Vancouver that, you know, potential buyers are stepping away from their deposits. And now they're having to look to to, to other people to, you know, uh, buy these places that it might come down to the developers to maybe offer incentives to potential buyers. So they're not scared away by these high prices or, or higher interest rates. Absolutely. Um, I mean, these contracts are all one sided. So if you're buying a condo uh, pre-construction, you better read the fine print on that contract because there's a lot of stipulations in there that you can't do. And, uh, and, and you, and you, you think at the moment it's not going to happen to you, but then all of a sudden that, that little clause uh, should have been taken out. Now, now what's happening is if you go to a development site right now and you say, Hey, listen, I want the right to reassign without any penalties, without that, Hmm. Uh, developers are saying, okay, no problem because they're having a hard time selling themselves. They just want somebody to sign on the, on the dotted line and get a sale done. And then they'll worry about whether that guy can close or not down the road, but they are, uh, you, you've got, uh, uh, power to negotiate whatever's on that contract right now, when you go to a new, new pre-construction site or anything like that, but it, it's, uh, it's tough. Definitely. I think there'll be laws changed and, and, and I think they have changed some laws in regards to uh, a cooling off period in some, in some areas of the country, like where um, you sign a contract, you can actually walk away from it within, I think three or four days. If, if it, if it's not right, or you just, you know, maybe you bought on uh, impulse and now you can cool off on that. And we kind of heard stories and I think we talked about this on the show, you know, several months ago that some developers are offering things like, you know, the first three months free, uh, a free cable or TV package. Like there are some that are getting really creative. Absolutely. Cause they need to sell them. And, uh, and, and, and because they have some left, maybe they, 
they they were building they got the approval to build start digging but they still probably have 20 percent of the building left or maybe they or or they're ready to go and now they've got uh you know they, they don't want to go backwards three steps so they're offering so many incentives for people to jump in and buy one and but people are still cautious they're they're the the investors are cautious now you understand when a condo building goes up these buildings are up going up because investors are buying them. It's not, it's not the consumer. The consumers end up buying them as resales, but the consumers do buy them, but not at the level that the, the investors do. If we, had, if we didn't have any investors buying any of these pre-constructions, we, it'd be so slow. these buildings would take forever to go up because it, it just takes time. So, so you've got to you, you've got to understand that now what they'll do is they're going to offer incentives even for the investors, but their investors are more cautious than anything right now because when they buy, they buy two, three, four at a time with the interest rates. Not even the rent will cover what uh, what they're buying for. So they so they're kind of like sitting back and waiting to see what's going to happen. That's a good point. Uh, you don't forget, you can uh, listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you're wanting to buy or sell a home, you got to contact the number one REMAX team in Canada, The Golfy Team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. I want to talk about parking in Toronto, there are some, you know, some parking headaches that we encounter here in Hamilton or maybe in downtown Burlington from time to time. Nothing like the headaches that they experience in Toronto. Not only the headaches, but if you have a parking spot, it is a treasure chest because there are some parking spots in Toronto that sell for fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. There are some upwards of a hundred or a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for one parking space. Rob, this is nuts. It is, and it's going to happen here. And, and it, um, it's, excuse me, but um, they're building buildings right now, downtown Hamilton, condos, and um, I'd say maybe a third of those condos that they're building does not include a parking spot or maybe more. And now in Toronto, you can get away without having parking spot because a lot, you know, they got – transit everything's downtown like it's just at you know metropolitan area just huge huge everything's at uh down the elevator and, and you got every shopping of any sort uh on the main on the main level or or in the lobby now in hamilton we don't have that so can you imagine you buy like there, there's a building going up right now anything i think i think it's under six hundred thousand. um does not include a parking spot hmm. so well, like, where are you going to park? Like, now you're going to have to race around, find parking on the street, or are you going to buy that? Because I, me personally, I wouldn't buy that because I have a car, right? And if I'm, let's say if I, I have a partner, we have two cars. Where are we going to park? We're going to scramble around looking for two, two parking spots around the neighborhood. And now you got other people doing the same thing. And now you're going to, you know, you, you've got this parking issue going on. And, and the problem here is the cost to go deeper on a parking uh, for parking on a building is very expensive. So that's why sometimes they go so many levels down and then you'll see the first two levels above ground or three levels with parking. And still that's not enough. And uh, just because of the cost. And then now what they're, uh, they're, they're offering or not offering is, is you're not going to get parking 
for uh, uh, condos that are priced at a certain under a certain price range. So they're going to have a hard time selling those. Uh, eventually, they will sell them. Uh, an investor may buy it because he's not the one that's driving there and, and, and living there. And he's hoping he finds somebody that doesn't have a car, doesn't need a car and lives downtown and can just commute that way. But it, I, I think it's just different here in, in the Hamilton area. If, uh, you know, I think you, you need a car, even downtown Hamilton, regardless uh, of, uh, of, of the metropolitan area. Look, look what's happening on King William there. Beautiful. Uh, they're doing, uh, uh, with, uh, what's his last name? Kukowski did a beautiful job buying those buildings and renovating and turning them like restaurant alley. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But you know, that parking spot at the corner of James and King, King William, that parking spot is jammed full. If you want to go for lunch there, you either have to walk there. And if, and if, and if you're too far to walk there, you better be there just before noon, because I'll tell you, you're not going to get a parking spot in that, in that parking spot. And that eventually will end up being a, uh, a, a condo probably on that corner. That's right. And, and then what's going to happen, happen to all the parking spots. There's not going to be any parking. Those restaurants will hurt. And I mean, yes, there's a lot of buildings going up. A lot of people are going to live down there, but it's just going to be, those people are going to be able to walk there and go to those restaurants and all the rest of us that drive. Um, we're not, we're, we're going to be scrambling, driving around, looking for a parking spot just to go to a, you know, one of those nice restaurants on King William. Yeah. I can envision, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm able to, or allowed to call dibs on this idea. And I'm sure other people are, are kind of thinking about this is to, in somewhere in downtown Hamilton or Toronto, or, you know, you pick a spot where you build some kind of parking garage, but it's almost like a valet service where you, you park your car and then we shuttle you to wherever you need to go. And then we pick you up and bring you back to your car. So then you don't have to pay for parking. You're still paying for the service. Uh, but it might be, you know, one central location to park all your vehicles. There you go. You can, I think it's you a can great run idea. with that idea, I Rob. Think, well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. A friend of mine was good friends with the, uh, the owner of, of the Radius uh, restaurant. And he kept saying, do valet there. Do valet. Yeah. And, uh, you know how that, the, like they, all that parking there that used to be, uh, across the street from, uh, radius there that it's all filled with, uh, condos. Mm-hmm. But he said, uh, he was telling the owner, do valet and people pull in, uh, you have a guy there that takes the car, p- parks it someplace around the corner or whatever, and then, uh, just keeps going back and forth like that. Yeah. And he's right. You, 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 you almost need that parking garage, that valet, uh, to, for, in order to, you know, to get the business. And I, and I think that might be a, a great idea. You know, you, you gotta, I, I think uh, you should get uh, maybe patent that, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great, Rick, I think it's a great idea. They okay. do need a parking garage that people can uh, just go there and then get driven to the spot they want to go to. I, yeah, I can't imagine spending a hundred thousand or $150,000 on a parking spot. Like that's nuts. And you know, if that is, if your prediction holds true and that kind of comes to Hamilton, maybe not to that degree in terms of the price tag, uh, who knows, it might be 15, 20,000, uh, you know, top level here in Hamilton, but that might dissuade people from buying that condo or, or moving to the downtown because they don't want to deal with the parking situation. I'm sure it's already happening in Toronto. Absolutely. When I was looking at this one condo building and I, and it was beautiful, gorgeous, everything looks great. And I said, does parking come with it? And they said, no, yeah, you have to spend, uh, you know, only these condos, the higher price condos get it. And I'm like, there was such, I had such a frown on my face. I go, (laughs) "Uh, what? I go, Okay, well, I, the, all of a sudden, my the interest was there, and then it dropped as yeah. soon as 
as soon as that parking, uh, those units didn't have parking. And I'm sure they're going through a lot of that. And, and, the, and the salespeople that were working at this place, they're like, yeah, it, it, you know, like, how do you, you can't overcome this. They, like, they got to find people that will buy this and don't need the parking, uh, underground parking uh, with the condos. So it's going to be, it's going to be a battle for them to get that building sold hundred uh, percent. It'll take, it'll take a few years. And I guess from a development standpoint, like the developer doesn't really make a lot of money by adding more parking spots, right? It unless costs more money. Yeah. Unless they're building that cost into the cost of the unit. But then, I mean, now you're, you're, uh, really moving a big segment of the potential buying market because they can't afford it. it absolutely. I was just talking to a developer. He said going deeper down underground is way too expensive. And that's why you'll see uh, condos, uh, they'll have parking above ground. You'll see three levels up and three levels down. And, uh, and still it's not enough. Well, it is uh, certainly a situation that, as Rob suggested, is probably going to land here sometime very soon. I'm sure uh, someone is at least thinking about it at this point. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, cracking down when it comes to illegal rentals. There is a city not too far away from Hamilton who's doing just that. You'll learn about it next year on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada if you want to get your house sold or you're in the market to buy a house. Call the Golfy team today, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700 on social media. Media, whether it is X or Instagram, TikTok or Facebook, they're dominating the social scene as well. Over in Brampton, they have a what is called a residential rental listing pilot program. It began earlier this year, uh, New Year's Day uh, to be exact. And it is basically uh, stating that those who own or operate a property containing between one and four rental units are required to obtain a license. And this landlord licensing program is designed to crack down on illegal rentals. I don't, I'm not sure if this is going to work. It's nice to see that it, at least they're trying something in terms of, you know, weeding out the bad actors in this segment. Uh, what do you think about this? I, I don't think every, people are going to register. And I think if they do that, uh, they're going to eliminate a lot of uh, uh, in-laws or apartments that, yes, they may be illegal, but we need them because we got a shortage of rental properties out right. there right now. So um, it, it's just, a, I think it's just a cash grab. It's just like when, I don't know, when you had to register your pet, like I, I don't even know if my pet's registered and I've got a little dog. He's 15 years old. If the police uh, or the, the dog police came knocking on my door. He's deaf anyway. He's not going to be able to bark, so they won't know I have a dog. So he's, he's, he's on his way out. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know if, if, if my wife did register our dog or not. And I'm sure there's a lot of dogs not registered. I mean, he, he does have a, uh, what do you call it, a chip on his on, uh, back of his neck there yeah, yeah. in case we, uh, we lose him. But I, I just, I, I know why they, they can't keep taxing us. 
And, and if they keep doing that, like you have to register a bike, you have to register, you know, your lawnmower, you have to register. It's just, it's becoming ridiculous. And, and de- them doing this, they're hurting the rental market. They, people need a place to live. Yes. Maybe some of these places are, 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 are illegal. Uh, maybe, maybe they are illegal, but the problem, the problem is, uh, yes, they need bigger windows in case there's a fire and they need to escape out a window. There, there, there's a lot of those that are illegal like that, but you know, get them to fix that, but don't have, you have to pay $300 a year, uh, to have a registered apartment in, in your house or whatever, like that cuts in, like we're already paying enough interest. The high prices of homes are high. Like why just add to it? It's just too much. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It, I, I just think if they bring this in, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it doesn't stop. They just keep taxing everything. Yeah. And then uh, the only thing I'm in favor of is that it's a pilot program. So they're really going to figure out whether this is going to work or not. But I'm in agreement with you. I mean, we have a housing crisis. We have a rental crisis. We have people living in tents outside. They need a place to stay. Here are, you would think the majority are going to be, you know, law-abiding, rule-following citizens who aren't going to have those unsafe rental spaces. Maybe it's a basement. Maybe it's a, you know, a spare bedroom in the basement. Whatever the case is, at least those homeowners are doing something to solve to help this crisis. And now you're asking them to register and and pay for a license. Uh, It seems backwards. It, it, it does. It, it just, uh, I, I, and can you imagine if, if, and you apply for the license, say, Hey, sorry, you can't have that apartment because it doesn't have big enough windows in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have, you're going to have to eliminate. So I bet you 30% of the apartments out there would be gone. They have to eliminate that. So we're, yeah, you're right. Where are those people going to go? And, uh, and, the, and, and you're right. There's a lot of homeless people out there and that maybe one bedroom in the basement, or maybe that one little, you know, uh, apartment that's not even apartment it's just kind of like you got a microwave and fridge and and a, and a bathroom and, mm-hmm. and that's it downstairs that you might eliminate that for that person the next step for that person could be a tent yeah it, it's it i i just uh i'm not a big fan of it and uh i think they should i should I, they should just scrap it now especially with the crisis that we're going with in, in the housing crisis that we have now yeah if anything you know what the, what this city uh, should have done and again if we're talking about the city of brampton uh, maybe just have this, have a website where you can register your, if they really wanted to nail down on, you know, who's doing what, have a website, you register your, uh, your rental unit, but you don't have to pay a fee. I think that's really going to, you know, push a lot of people away to say, nah, I'm not going to bother doing that. I mean, uh, I'll be really surprised to see the number of those who, you know, enter this program to say, yep, I'll pay the $300 per year just to, you know, register my my rental space it's it's very odd i would i wouldn't why I'll, I'll wait for them to knock on my door hey you've got an apartment there uh yeah i do uh well you're gonna have to pay 300 dollars. well maybe that might come in five years by the time they catch up to me so <laughs> i saved myself i saved myself uh, uh who knows the 1500 dollars, and uh so I'll, I'll i'll wait till they knock on my door but i i just think it's uh i think it's terrible well and even worse in that same scenario they knock on your door do you have a basement apartment yeah sure i do okay well you're not gonna have to pay 300 a month and you're saying well no and the alternative is no, and I'm going to have to kick my tenant out. Where's that person going to go? And, you know, that, there, there's yeah. the pickle that we're in that a lot of people are actually facing. One more go around <laughs> here on the Golfy Real Estate Show. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And last go round here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative. Remax is Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home. You'll be calling the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. So here in Hamilton, the... At least at this point, proposed property tax for 2024 is upwards of 14%. Now, I had Mayor Andrea Horvath on my show on 900 CHML uh, a few weeks ago, and she promised that the, the property tax hike here in Hamilton would be nowhere near 14% and, and not higher than that. That is for sure. Over in, Which is good news, but what, what the final number is, we're waiting to see. Over in Toronto... The proposed property tax hike there is 10.5%. Now, earlier on the show, Rob, we were just talking about, you know, parking spots in Toronto being $100,000, $150,000. If you added a 10.5% property tax, and again, it could be lower than that, or again, it could be higher than that, that is really going to have a huge impact on everything in Toronto, especially housing. Oh, for sure. People are struggling as it is right now. And we, I was just at a, a client's house, right? Uh, just, just this past week and they are paying their bills. Okay. This month they're paying their hydro bill, but guess what? Next month they're not paying the hydro bill. They're going to pay the gas bill. <laughs> they are juggling their bills. And, and, and I feel sorry for these people. They are working day and night just to keep up with the, the, the bills. And, you, you don't think that's going to happen? Now, the city, the city of Toronto and Hamilton and everywhere else, I mean, they'll allow you grace, period, before they knock on your door and say, hey, uh, you better pay the bill, otherwise we are going to repossess. And they'll probably let you go two years without paying because they, you know, they're hoping that you have enough equity there or whatever, but because they know people are struggling. Them increasing 10% is, is going to be tough. I think they're saying 10%, but it's probably going to be maybe five or six percent. Uh, they just want to give a high number. Then, then when the, the real number comes out, it's not as bad. And Windsor just said they're doing, I think, four and a half percent increase on their taxes, which is still it, it, it is a lot. Like, like I'll tell you, everything is getting expensive. House insurance. I can't believe how many people out there don't even have house insurance. I mean, they own their house. And some of them own, own, own it outright cash. Some of them don't even have an, uh, they have a mortgage on it. Their mortgage company probably doesn't even know that they don't have insurance on it. Insurance company is supposed to notify their mortgage company. There is people out there that can't afford to pay their bills or anything or put food on the table and they're going to increase it. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough, tough year if they do increase at 10%, it's going to be tough. And, uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's hard out there right now. Well, not only is it going to be tough this year, but I mean, what happens next year and, and the year after that? I don't envision, you know, our property taxes going down. There's not going to be a cut. Like this is going to be compounded year after year after year. And it is, as you said, going to be absolutely tough. That's that's going to be excruciatingly painful for a lot of people, especially who purchased their homes over the last, what, two, three years with prices so high now adds, you know, 10% here, another 5% the next year, maybe, uh, you know, a, a bigger increase the following year. It's, that's going to be dicey for a lot of people. 
It, it is. And then you're going to find people uh, just like, you know, getting a rental unit, maybe uh, like maybe they have a corner in their basement that somebody's willing to rent just a, a room just to, to live there. And you're going to find a lot of that going on. You're going to, you know, just for instance, just a, a, a quick before we're almost finished. Um, what, remember I mentioned that one of my houses, uh, the tenant fell asleep. And he had a grease fire going on. Yeah. I didn't know this. He had somebody living in the basement. It's an unfinished basement, oh, but wow. they had a makeshift bed and everything. So when I went there after the fire was done and this, I was like, well, what's going on down here? I saw a little bed and, you know, just kind of little makeshift little area with, and, um, and I'm like, holy smokes, uh, like they were renting a, a partial of the basement that I didn't know. I was renting the house out. <laughs> so I guess just to afford to rent. But you're going to find a lot of that going on. People are going to, uh, you know, just bring in somebody to live in there, a stranger living in the house with you just so they can afford it. And then, yeah. you know, it just causes a lot of problems and, and it, it's not good. I get it. But you know what? You know what the city has to do? They just got to learn how to handle to run a city the right way without overspending. And, and that's the problem. There's too much spending going on. They're not managing, they're not managing the, the budget too much or not managing the, the money. And, and they just, every year, they just keep saying, okay, we got to tax this. We got to tax this. We're going to put tolls here. We're going to do this. It's, it's got to stop. Yeah, I think we're, if we're not already there, we're very close to that breaking point. And it does have to, I mean, the, 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 the level of mismanagement or government waste or just waste in general it doesn't have to be government related. I mean, we're all kind of paying a price uh, to that event. Don't forget, if you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home, you got to call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Again, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I. Com. Thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.